You're listening to the Audacious As Fuck podcast, where we're not just talking about business, we're talking about life. Hola, I'm your host, Marta Ramos, a Dominican-American lifestyle entrepreneur who had the audacity to go from corporate to chief empowered officer of my life and business. And this show is dedicated to reimagining what more is possible for you so that you can start creating your own path to success. So if you have the audacity to step into your power, your purpose, and really own your CEO vibe, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today, I'm excited to bring this conversation with you because I am actually sitting with the creator and founder of the Financially Fit Woman, as well as the Financial Fit Network. Please welcome everyone, Sara Chevere. Sara, welcome to the series. Hello, everyone. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much, Martha, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here with us. So I want to jump right in. Um, I know that your area of expertise is definitely talking about financial freedom, financial wealth, how to create it, and can we all agree that we all love talking about money? So we are just going to dive right in, and I am going to ask Sarah to please share a little bit about her story, and what was that pivotal moment, or how I like to say that come-to-Jesus moment that made you want to start your own business? Yeah, so you know, what you just said is very interesting, because you said we all love to talk about money, and I don't think that's the case. I think people don't love to talk about money, but they do want, they want to have a lot of money. Let's say it that way, right? And, uh, and yeah, you know, unfortunately, um, just to let you a little bit more about me, um, I actually am already from Puerto Rico. So I was raised in, in, in the Latino country and obviously Spanish is my first language. Um, but, you know, like along with that, you know, it comes, there's a lot of limiting beliefs that comes around money. And money in, in Puerto Rico is practically taboo. Nobody really wants to talk about it. You know, they all want to make money, but, or, but they don't want to talk about it. Actually, I could say that I was raised with what is called the poverty DNA. And you guys can actually Google about that. It's actually a scientific, uh, there's scientific proof that sometimes we can carry a gene that has to do with poverty. And I knew that, you know, I needed to do something drastic in order to be able to, um, in, in order to be able to detach from that, right? And change my DNA, let's <laughs> say it that way, right? So uh, I drastically changed my entire life. I ended up in California and, um, and, you know, like from there, right, you know, I started a path of finding my own identity. Uh, first of all, I was, uh, at that time I was married. I, my whole life was under the shadows of my ex-husband now, right? And I just needed to find myself, like who I was, uh, what was my purpose in life? And then what did I want it to do? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, like, like being in California, which is where I am right now, uh, has helped me to discover that. But it wasn't until 2008 that I came under the wings of amazing mentors that actually taught me the real value of money. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for me, I never really thought about it. 
or you know, I knew that we have to make money, but I never, I never understood the value of money. And then, I, you know, the way I was raised, you know, money was was looked at something evil, right? Something yeah. bad. That that if you want to have money, then you're not spiritual enough. And uh, but again, you know, thanks to the to to all these mentors, amazing mentors that got me into their wing, they actually taught me the value of money, the right point of view about money and, and the power that that I could have if I have that if I have money, how can I serve others, right? And make a difference and an impact, not only for my life, but for the life of other people and even leave a legacy that lasts generations after generations. So that in an nutshell is, you know, like where where I be. I love that and I, I love how you shared a piece about that mentality or mindset um, because you know being Latina and I come from Dominican Republic which is another or I shouldn't say another right there, we're neighbors. But, yeah exactly but we're taught that the more money you make the more evil you become or and what I learned is that money doesn't really change who you are it just amplifies it right and Correct. And I love how you said that you would want to, you know, that, that the way you started looking at money is how you can serve the world and make an impact, which I have to stress that it is the main reason why most people go into entrepreneurship is not so much about the money, but the power that the money brings, which is definitely making this world a better place. Exactly. So I always give the example of a knife. You know, you can have a, a, a knife, right? And uh, you are cutting vegetables with that knife and you're cutting, you know, like, and you cook an excellent meal because of all the things that you cut in order to be able to make that, that same meal. But if you use that same knife to kill somebody, right, Mm -hmm. then is it the knife's fault? No, it's you, you as a person, you are the one that creates that, right? So that's exactly what happens with money. You're like, money is not power, right? Like we are the power and, uh, and we decide on what we want to use that money for. And that's what makes a difference. And like you said, you know, like, like if you are a good person and you want to make a difference and an impact in the world, then you will do that. And you can see amazing, super wealthy people that are doing that these days. But then you can also see uh, people that, you know, like that are greedy. Mm-hmm. And then what has that hap- what has happened with them too, right? So again, it's, it, like you say, it doesn't change people. It just makes you more of who you are. I love that. And, and this is a perfect segue to, you know, what we're going to be discussing today is really how you can be the CEO of your money, mm-hmm. how you can be empowered to do, you know, create just good in the world and, and amplify not just your community, your family, but how to take that to the next level. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, what was that, that pivotal moment that made you want to just start a business and start coaching people on how they can start creating wealth and, and educating themselves more about money? Yeah, again, that, that was 2008. 2008, uh, the, the rug was pulled from under me. You know, like I was in the mortgage industry at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I was fine, you know, like I was making, uh, it, you know, I had a great career, I was making a lot of money. Um, you know, I was enjoying, you know, with my friends having great experiences. Unfortunately, you know, like, the last thing I was expecting was that the market was gonna go down. 
Yeah. And it's like they pulled the rock from under me, like I said. I didn't know, I didn't have a plan B at that time. And I had to cash out my 401k. I had to uh, figure out, um, you know, like what I was going to do uh, at that moment, right? Because um, every, every single job that I was getting, it was closing. So, um, so again, that's when I actually met, met these amazing mentors. And uh, they actually taught me so many things and, and the possibilities that I have, right? That were even outside a job. And I started mentoring people and, and, and coaching them on health, health, anti-aging and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but I realized, you know, like once I was meeting all of these special women, um, yes, you know, they wanted to look younger. Yes, they wanted to be healthy. But at the same time, they wanted something else. They wanted something bigger. So I, I switched from health and wellness to teach them about how to start their online business. You know, my I had a background in marketing, so you know that actually helped me a lot. Uh, so I started doing that, and it's amazing seeing the transformation of all of these people, all of these women. And uh, but um, you know, I just felt that I was very spread out, mm-hmm. and I I just felt that I wanted to niche out a little bit more. So I decided to niche out to what I was you know, more knowledgeable of at that time or that I thought that I was knowledgeable, which was money <laughs> and finances. And I have to say that I thought because since 2017, I have learned so much more about money. Um, but, you know, like, like my, my purpose, my mission and my vision, right, is to inspire women to become financially fit, to take charge of their money. And this is what I'm seeing these days. And please, Martha, let me know if, if, if I'm wrong. But what I'm seeing, especially in women, is that they just work. They're working just enough to be able to either pay the bills or to be able to, um, to enjoy the weekend or to buy shoes or to buy you know, clothing and things like that. But they're not, they're not uh, doing something bigger from, for themselves. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that that song, Working for the Weekend. And actually, a few weeks ago, I posted something about that. You know, like, like, like that song from Loverboy, Working for the Weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I see a lot of, obviously, a lot of people, but especially women, that they're just making just enough money to get by. And I think they're meant for a higher purpose. No, absolutely. And I can tell you that I've spoken to a couple of my own friends who say that they can, as long as they can pay their bills, that's good enough. And I'm like, this is the slave mentality. This is when you are literally thinking about trading your time for money. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be the opposite. Like time is that one commodity. And I keep saying this to everyone that you will never get back. And thank you for sharing a little bit about your experience in 2008, because I do remember vividly when the stock market crashed because I too lost my job. And I know that we weren't the only ones back then. And it's something that is still happening nowadays. So it's important for people to know that, yes, you can experience a job loss, but you can definitely bounce back and create the lifestyle that you want as long as you do the work and take action similar to how Sarah just shared in her journey. Yeah. So you have to learn how to become the CEO of your life and how to become the CEO of your money. 
You cannot let somebody else decide what is your worth. And that's what happened when we get a job. You know, when, when you get a job, somebody else is telling you you're worth $50,000 or you're worth $100,000 or you're worth, you know, I don't know, maybe $36,000, which is the average rate that, you know, of work that goes in the United States. And, uh, and then when it comes to women, even worse, because we, we you know, like the, the, the employment gap, right, is, is still there, right? And if you are Latina, you probably don't feel that you're worthy enough to get paid as much as other people, okay. right? So again, uh, we actually need to learn how to own our money. But, you know, but what is the problem? The problem is the lack of financial literacy, right, in the United States. And it's not your fault, that, right? It's not your fault. You know, that we have not been taught. Our parents didn't know, right? <laughs> But, but it doesn't mean that there's no information. It doesn't mean that, that, that you cannot change that, right? There is a lot of information out there. There's people like me and like you that are teaching women to become, you know, to take charge of their life, to take charge of their money in order to become successful and financially independent or, finan- or experience financial freedom. Yeah. But again, if, if, if we are just working for the weekend, if we are just uh, thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to make enough money. I don't want to make a lot of money because I want to get a refund every year. Or I don't, wa- don't want to make a lot of money because I don't want to pay taxes. Yeah. You know, like if we have that type of scarcity mentality, we are not going to get anywhere. Okay. So, so there are a lot of ways that we can minimize our tax liability. And that's why you hear a lot of people getting upset because people that make a lot of money, they pay very little in taxes and then they have to, they have to pay a lot in taxes. Well, the reality is they're not doing anything illegal, right? They just know the rules. They just know what to do in order to minimize the tax liability. And that comes with everything that has to do with money. You have to know where to put your money, how to grow it, how to minimize your tax liability, where to put it in places that it's tax, tax free, right? And that, and that you don't have to pay management fees. You know, like there, there's so many uh, options out there, but you just, you just have to know. And that's not some of the things that I teach to my clients. So when you, dis- when you discuss with them, you know, the whole piece of financial education and how that is the path to freedom, can you explain just a, a little bit of what you mean by that and, and probably give us an example? Yeah. So, um, you know, we teach, I teach them how money works, right? So we have to learn how money works. And, um, you know, like there are three things that, that can make you broke in this country. The first thing is time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times we think, well, I'm too young to put money aside, right? I just want to, you know, like I'm too young. Then, then, you know, a few years later, oh, you know, I cannot save because I have to get married. And now, you know, like I have to, you know, like plan the wedding and, you know, getting that in, into that. And then, then they say, oh, you know what? I cannot save because I have to buy a house. Then the, the, the kids come, oh, I cannot save because, you know, I just have kids. Yeah. Then they, you know, they come again and say, oh, I cannot save because uh, now my kids are going to college. And then they say, oh, I cannot save because, you know, like, like now, um, you know, like they are getting married. Right, and then when they are in their sixty, they're sixty. Okay, you know, Sarah. Now I can say, now, now, wow. 
So time is super important. That's obviously one of the things that is making us broke. The second thing is not understanding compounding interest. And this is uh, the rule of 72. This is what Albert Einstein called the eighth wonder of the world. And then he also talked about it uh, saying like, you know, who understand it, uh, benefit from it. But the people that doesn't understand it, they will, you know, they will fail in a sense, right? I don't know the exact word, but it's something like that. So yes, we understand compound the interest when we see our credit card bills. Sometimes we don't even want to open our bills because of it, right? So we do understand that. But why if instead of using it, use compound the interest towards the credit card bills, well, what if we use it towards saving and growing our money, right? So, so can that's you give us an example of that? For what? How to use money it interest? to save. Well, of course. So again, you know, like one of the things that I teach is about paying yourself first. So instead of, uh, instead of spending your money in things or putting money into credit cards, right? Um, and, you know, like obviously credit cards have their purpose. This is like a whole day, you know, training. But, um, but in order for you to be able to benefit from compounded interest, you need to put it in places that will give you a good rate of return right? That, that you know that your money is going to grow. And for example, there is a product here in, in the United States that a lot of people don't know about, but that has on average a rate of return of 8%. Wow. And, and is tax-free and you don't have the risk of losing your money in the market. Oh my God, what is that? Oh, well, you know, like, that's a, like I said, that's a total whole conversation. <laughs> and that's some of the things that I teach. But again, those, those things are available. Mm-hmm. But if you don't ask like you did, if you don't look into it, if you don't get educated, then you're not going to benefit from things like that. And this is what um, that product specifically is what Tony Robbins called in his book, Money Master the Game, which is an amazing book. I recommend it, even though it's like an encyclopedia, but I recommend it. That's what he calls the rich man Roth. So, so again, it is available for everybody. So that's the thing, you know, like, like um, only the wealthy understand these concepts and they are benefiting from that. But we all have the same opportunity. It is a matter of making a decision, making a decision that we are going to learn these things and that we are going to take charge of our life and that we are going to take charge of our money and we're going to stop living like zombies, getting up in the morning, going to work and not doing anything else for our life. Amen. Amen. And, and interestingly enough, when I think about wealth, I don't just think about it from a point of view of money, right? The more money or properties, but also knowledge. Absolutely. Knowledge is wealth, which is one of the things that you teach. And I think it is so important, especially for our Latino culture, to start getting themselves more educated about how to create wealth, how to break through that scarcity mentality or that poor people's mindset. Um, I remember growing up and whenever I would ask my parents for money, they would look at me and say, well, money doesn't grow on trees or you know, whatever other limiting beliefs they had. And I grew up with that. Yes. So as I got older and I started researching and talking to people, that's how I started to getting more educated about what wealth really meant. So I am so glad that you 
touched upon that. So Martha, money problems are mindset problems. And I talk about that a lot. And you know, actually that, that's uh, you know, a, the gift that I have for your audience today uh, because you want to master money matters, but mastering money matters start with the mindset because money problems are mindset problems. Absolutely. Once we are able to control our thoughts, then we are going to be able to control our emotions, right? Because the thought comes first, the emotions come after that, and then the third thing is the action. So if we are able to control our thoughts, then we are going to be able to control our emotions. And then I talk about emotions and talking about self-worth, lack of self, self-worth, and talking about shame, and talking about uh, greed, or I'm talking about, um, I don't know, lack, and uh, self-worth, lack, shame. There's so many, there, you know, like, like there's so many things that, um, that make us, you know, not appreciate money and, and not wanting to even talk about it. Like as women, a lot of times, and even Latinas, you know, because I sit down with my girlfriends, you know, we can talk about sex, we can talk about guys, and you know, like, like their intimate parts, everything. Mm-hmm. We don't, we never talk about money. Like, I actually challenge my clients, and I, 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 I will challenge your audience too to, um, to talk about money with your girlfriends. Ask them, where do you bank? Where do you put your money? What do you do with your money when you make it? Uh, are you saving for your future? Are you paying yourself first? You know, what does this mean to you? Like, what is your goal? Uh, are you uh, looking to achieve financial freedom? You know, like just ask these questions. Obviously, there are going to be very uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations. But if we can talk about sex, why we cannot talk about money? I love that. Now, do you think it's taboo to actually ask our girlfriends, how much money do you make? No, again, we shouldn't. We shouldn't think that way. We shouldn't think that, you know, like asking somebody's salary is taboo. Absolutely not. Because if we have, uh, if we have good information to share with them, mm-hmm. so they can actually live a better quality of life, so they can actually live their dreams or even dream again, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they, you know, they, they forgot to dream. Actually, um, Benjamin Franklin said, you know, people die at 25, but we wear them at 71 or 75, something like that. And it's because of that, because at 25, people stop dreaming Mm. and they start just living, you know, in this rat race or like zombies, right? And it's never too late. You know, if I would think, if I think that, that it is late, I would have given up, but I'm not giving up. And I know that, that, you know, like as I keep growing my business, growing my income, things are going to get better. I will be able to achieve more and I will be able to make a bigger impact, uh, you know, not only in my life, but, you know, in the life of all the people too. And that's the way we should all think, not just making the money just to get by. Absolutely. And one of the things that you said about people stop believing in their dreams, that is when I'm like, Hello, I don't care if you're in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, 50s, or even 60s. You should never stop dreaming. Um, And also, it's okay if your dreams change. Like, I remember when I was a little girl, I wanted to work in advertising. Yes. And after 12, 13 plus years working in advertising, my dreams began to change. All of a sudden, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't happy with the work that I was doing. 
I didn't like trading my time for money. And I was, I really began to feel like there was something wrong with me. And I, I started feeling guilty and ashamed for having these thoughts like, mujer, what's wrong with you? Like, literally, I used to have these discussions, but then something in me flipped. And I said, girl, it's okay for your dreams to change. It's okay if you want to start a business. It's okay if you want to write that book. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely conversations that we need to have more and more. And also, when you said it's okay for us to discuss our salaries, yes, yes, and yes, ladies and, and gentlemen, for everyone that's tuning in, it's okay to discuss how much we're making because that's the only way that we're going to be empowered to make choices that work for us later down the road. Or even challenge and say, oh, wow, you know, yes, I need to make more money. Or yes, you know, like I, I, I need to make a bigger impact. You know, like there's, there's so many things. So there's nothing wrong about talking about money. There's no guilt. You know, we shouldn't be feel guilty about that or that you're making more than, than your friends or anything like that. And I was going to mention something very interesting, you know, like, like when it comes to friends, right? Um, because that's going to change too. You know, once your desires uh, and your goals and your dreams change, your friendships are going to change too, because you have to like, you have to go into a higher level mentality or consciousness. And unfortunately, the people that, that doesn't have that consciousness, they're going to go away, right? Or they're not going to be your friends anymore because, you know, they feel that you are, you have left her or they will try to pull you down. They will try to hold you because they love you and they, they know that if, that if you take that step, then, then they're going to lose you. And they, or they have to move, either they have to go with you one step up mm-hmm. or they have to let you go. And sometimes what they're trying to do is because they love you, they try to hold you back. So, uh, so that happens. So we actually have to be very conscious about that too. So I wouldn't necessarily say we lose them in totality. Some, yes, but I feel like there might be some friendships that they just become less and less important or you spend less and less time with them, not that they just go away completely. So I just wanted to make that distinction. But let me ask you this. Um, Now that you've been an entrepreneur, what has been the biggest challenge that you've seen in either creating your, your business or, you know, the lifestyle you love? Hmm. I think it's again, you know, like being able to get that message through in order to change, to switch that light, you know, to switch that light switch. Mm -hmm. Because um, like sometimes when I talk to my clients uh, and I tell them these things, um, you know, they might not take it the, the right way <laughs> a lot of times. A lot of women, they actually have breakthrough. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is amazing. And, you know, like that's, that's what feels me, right? That's, that's what, you know, it's kind of like a drug, like being able to see them that they have a breakthrough, that they can dream again, that they have choices, that they know that they have choices and all that stuff. Others, they get a little bit offended. But, you know, in my experience, I have to say that some of those that felt a little bit hurt or offended when I talk to them, they have come back and they're like, oh, my gosh, Sarah, thank you so much. My life has done a 180. I have to confess, I was a little bit offended when you told me this, that, or the other. But you know what? You were right. And, again, because 
I have told him, I said, you know, you have so much talent and you've been in this job getting paid, you know, this much when you actually deserve more than that. Yep. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay there? And, uh, and yeah, you know, like they, sometimes they didn't even think that they had that choice to make changes, right? And like you, in your case, you took action and you left the job that was not making you happy. But these things, they don't happen to you. They happen for you. Everything that, it, that happens to us, it doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. So I'm sure that you can still use your talent you know, in advertising in your online business. So that journey that you have at that moment, it just prepares you for this journey that you are in now, right? And it's going to make you even more stronger. Yeah, more successful in that sense. I love that. And I was having a conversation with another expert where, you know, I, we kind of summed it up as you can take your education, you can take the skills that you've learned thus far, and then kind of combine it to monetize it as a brand or create a business that mm -hmm. fits your lifestyle, that fits your values, which is another thing that I like to talk to my clients about is what are your core values? And then use that to make the choices in terms of how you want to live your life. How do you want to feel? Yes. Um, and for me, one of my core values is freedom. So yes. I was very excited to talk to you about because, yeah, the, the path to freedom is definitely finance. Yep. Um, it's definitely emotions, like letting go of the bullshit stories we tell ourselves, um, the guilt, the shame, the imposter syndromes, all these things that come up every time we're trying to up-level ourselves. Yes. So, and financial education. I think the path to freedom is financial education. Yes. You know, we have to learn what to do, how to do it, right? And in order to take control of our money, be the CEO of our money, for sure. I love that. And for anyone who's tuning in, make sure you follow Sarah. She definitely drops a lot of nuggets within her, her content, I should say. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, what's one tip of advice or, or words of wisdom or next steps that people can walk away with from our conversation? So, well, so many things, but um, the reality is, again, you know, like take charge of your money. I think that's, that's the main thing. Be the CEO of your money, take charge of your money, find the way. There are the tools. You have the tools. I have the tools. You know, we, we can actually make changes, right? And, uh, and you can focus on, you know, one thing at a time, right? That, you know, like this is what I need to learn and then move to the next one. But as long as, you know, everything that you're learning, you, you keep taking action little by little, little by little until you actually, you know, like, like are able to acquire that financial independence. It's not about giving up, about, you know, like dream bigger. What do you want to achieve? Mm, I love it. Money may not bring us happiness, but it sure helps, as I like to say. Yeah, and you know what? Money touches everything that we do and all the people that we love. Money touches everything, everything. So we need to learn how to be friend with it. <laughs> love it. Oh, my God. Well, I feel, Sarah, like you and I can talk for ages. Um, thank you so much for dropping so much wisdom and golden nuggets for us to walk away from um now i'd like to ask you which platform do you like to hang out the most so um right now i'm actually uh, hanging out on my facebook page 
So thank you so much, Sarah. Now, for those who've tuned in, make sure you guys click into her Facebook and hang out with Sarah there. Also subscribe to her email list. I can tell you as a subscriber, um, because I also need to be financially educated, her content is superb. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and share the love with a friend or two. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, friend, so you don't miss an episode. And with that, until next time, 